0: Ladies and gentlemen, you are now listening to the talk show. I'm your host, Scott Sullivan, and all the way in the great north of Vermont is my co-host, the Fernando Alonso to my Sebastian Vettel, Adam St. Germain. (laughs)
1: Um, Hold on a second.
0: (laughs) Yes. Hold on a second. Aren't you older? It's more of a vibe thing, man.
1: Oh, it's a vibe thing. Okay, okay, all right, okay.
0: You're the guy who's okay. gonna run somebody off the road. Both champions, but you're the one who's gonna run somebody off the road and I'm gonna be the one talking some bullshit hey, about the planet or whatever.
1: All I'm saying, all I'm saying is they had it coming. You know what I mean? They had it
0: coming. <laughs> They were in your space. You said that That's when, my spot. You before the race when you guys were all riding around on bikes, you called it. You were like that my that's my spot.
1: That's my Hey, speaking of my spot before we go any further, did you watch that clip of of Chandler and, and Poirier? I did not. Oh, okay. You're missing out.
0: I, 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 I will go back and watch it. This was a, an MMA clip that uh, <clears throat> was Michael Chandler and uh, Mike, Dustin yeah, Mike Poirier. Mike Chandler,
1: Dustin Diamond. Dustin Diamond. <laughs> the <Poirier>. Diamond. <laughs> That's shit. Yeah, they right. And, uh, yeah, they fought, uh, I think, a couple weeks ago at this point. And um, they exchanged some words following the fight.
0: Yeah. they. It
1: pretty much comes down to. Does Dustin Poirier stood in front of Mike Chandler, pointed at the floor and said, this is my fucking house.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There there was another cut circulating of that same conversation that I did see where they cut that part out and it's just him saying a more humble thing after that. Which um, yeah, the which,
1: the original edit <laughs> makes it seem far more humble and civilized. It did, was not. <laughs> they
0: intentionally cut out the part where he like was very emasculating and aggressive about it.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. It was uh, it was pretty fun to watch those. I mean, it, the whole arc of it is pretty fascinating. Like Poirier wins third round. They're clearly heated. I mean, those both those guys are just warriors, right? And so they're clearly <laughs> heated the fight wraps up, they're exchanging words, they're pissed, they're talking shit. And then, like all in that same 30 seconds, they squash it, they hug it out, and it's over.
0: Yeah, so. it's like the like the adrenaline was so high, but then the dump was so fast that like they were still mm. on a hot mic when they calmed down. I guess.
1: And then it's it's funny too cuz um in the back in the immediate background, <laughs> you can see Joe Rogan with the microphone waiting to do the post-race interview and he's like I ain't interrupting this shit. <laughs> <laughs> let this go. I'm going to let it ride. I'm going to let it ride.
0: Let the pot stir itself. Yeah, uh, so that's the MMA moment. We'll call that segment MMA moment with Adam St. Germain. Um, that's pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. We got in there. Talking
1: Talking about things that we don't know that much about, but have a vague interest in. That's
0: what, yeah, this is, <laughs> this is what this podcast is all about. And that segues into the next topic was that we thought, I thought for at least this episode, we would get out some of our F1 thoughts, whether or not we uh, do more of that in the future or what we decide to do depends on the trajectory of this podcast, which, you know, we publish episodes at a rate that me and Adam feel is appropriate for how we feel at any given time in the calendar year. <laughs>
1: yeah i think it's yeah i think it's um you know it's important it's really important to me scott to not be be beholden to someone else's agenda
0: (laughs) that's right that's right and here's the thing these 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 suckers out here putting out every wednesday podcast every wednesday sunday podcast guess what sometimes you wake up on wednesday and you ain't got shit to say yeah
1: why get on the mic why
0: get on the mic that day
1: Maybe you got a lot of shit to say, and frankly, you just don't feel like it.
0: <laughs> you also want to keep that stuff inside. Yeah, you, or let it maybe, build up until maybe, you, it pops when you do two-hour episode in the middle of the summer, and then don't publish you, again for you, three months.
1: You, you might be, you might be, you might be wise. Maybe you're a wise individual, and you wake up on Wednesday, and you're like. I got a lot of shit to say, but I probably shouldn't say it right
0: now. <laughs> this needs to stay inside for a while. Yeah, uh-huh, so uh-huh, it's, uh-huh. it's been a minute, but here we are. Um, th- we've been both watching F1. <clears throat> I would say this entire season and, and probably some of last season uh, as Drive to Survive uh, fans, you know, we kind of came to it from that. Yeah.
1: Hold on. Hold on. Yep, yep, yep. I, We just – I have full transparency here. This is 100% Scott Sullivan's fault.
0: Yeah, one. probably. Was it, Was I the one who turned you on to Drive to Survive? I can't remember exactly.
1: You you gave me – not. you told me about it. You were like, you should watch your show, Drive to Survive. And I was like, eh, whatever. And then I wasn't that into it. And then you doubled down, and you told me again that I should watch it. Yes. You were so excited. And I was like, <laughs> all right. I'll, I'll ch- I was laid up uh, post-vaccine. Oh yeah, you were sick. Couch.
0: That when you you, you you like you were having like uh, vaccine related fevers when you watched yeah. the first episode. I
1: so I was like, I was like, all right, I'm later. I'll check it out. I'll put it on. I watched an episode and I was like, oh, okay. But probably like two, three episodes in, I was all in. But I just want to be clear. I know there's there's mixed opinions out there of the drive to survive fans. Yeah. And so I'm fully comfortable in saying that I came to the sport from drive to survive totally okay with that
0: totally yeah so. I, I think there's nothing wrong with that there's a huge fan base that has come over and some people i think you know like the surface level drama of it which i certainly do as well but i think you know we've both kind of gotten into watching it so i'm we've become the nerds that that are watching the free practices <laughs> and, and yeah, trying I to mean, figure I, out I what just, that says about the, the car and all that
1: <laughs> yeah 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 i'm I, like the drama stuff is fun uh, the storylines are fine, but I, I really just enjoy the racing.
0: Itself. It's fun to watch the racing. And, and I think the part of it that, you know, you either get into or, or are interested in or not, is it's also like one of the most kind of, uh, it's one of the only sports that has like this, uh, aerodynamic engineering competition element to it as well. Like each season is a, is a design challenge before you even get to the first race. Which I think is pretty fascinating, oh. you know, in its own right. <laughs> oh God. Yes. Agreed. Are you Agreed. okay? What so just, what just, something I'm, just happened? I
1: don't, I don't know. I don't know. You know, the air particles are, uh, it's cold. So they're moving slow in my, my cardiovascular system, you know, moves fast. <laughs> and So they just weren't keeping up.
0: Gotcha. gotcha. Keeping up. I've heard that it's possible. It gets so cold in Vermont. Sometimes the air can actually get crunchy, like crunchy. I mean,
1: <laughs> It's it's crunchy all the time. Let me tell you, it's crunchy all the time. It's actually, you know, it's funny. We're making all these jokes. It's not even that cold today. It's 42 right now. It's going to be 50. So it's not, it's supposed to get to 70
0: here in Austin today, but uh, we've had a little bit of a cold snap for us where we're like, you know, 40 and 50 degree days, which I think is seasonably nice for you guys. So it's kind of all perspective, I suppose.
1: Yeah. All perspective. Edie already went skiing uh, (laughs) last Monday. Nice. She's already got a day on the hill, so she's she's raring to go.
0: Bunny slope? What uh, are we doing? Is she? Are she passing? No,
1: out? bunny shit's not even open yet. They just went up the regular lift. Gotcha. <laughs> she's a she's a pro. She's a pro. But anyway, F one, super fun. Highly highly recommend. if you have an interest in racing. Period. Any worth checking out.
0: Yeah, yeah. very fun. Um, I think it appeals to somebody if, if you if you're a bike aficionado <laughs> if you liked racing crits at any point in your life it definitely feeds on some of that same energy <laughs> you know it's uh going fast hitting corners deciding who owns the corner all that good fun stuff that that you like um, and if you
1: and if you'd like to be you know a part of something much larger than yourself and you want to be part of the tofosi you can you can team up with Team Ferrari. They're terrible. <laughs> you won't win any races, but you'll feel good. You'll be a part of something.
0: Oh, Ferrari! Also, uh, in the news section of of the podcast, we can kick off since you naturally segued to it. Uh, yet again, a couple weeks after the initial reports, this morning, F one news seems to be tingling with words that Scuderia Ferrari, team principal. Benotto, uh, is likely to be axed. Uh, they're going to announce. Oh no. How do they get rid of that guy? Mattia Benotto. He looks like of a bobblehead was a real person.
1: Dude. He's the most Italian looking guy on the planet. How do you get
0: rid of him? But like an Italian bobblehead, not like a real Italian.
1: I know, but he's like, he's like an Italian. Um, he looks like an Italian mad scientist.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He looks like, he looks like he should be doing a math problem while someone brings him spaghetti at all times. Jeez, it's wild out um, here. Interesting character. Wait, I
1: don't. I don't. I'm looking at the news. I don't see that in the news.
0: Um, if you do F1 on Google and you select news, it will give you categories of news. And if you scroll down to news about Ferrari or Mattia Bonotto, uh, the top three stories all indicating. Uh, published in the last two days that he would likely uh, there'd be an announcement of him departing the team. So they might, uh, they were there, the initial rumors a few weeks ago was that he was going to be let go or sacked. And I think they might try to spin it a different way where he resigns. Mm. That but, is also very Italian. <laughs> yeah, Cause, <laughs> cause they denied the firing him story so aggressively in the media that, even, I mean, they might have been planning to fire him, but now they kind of can't <laughs> They have to settle it some other way, I guess. That's... Um, so the thing about also- Mar- Maria, uh, Mattia, rather, Bonotto, I think you'll agree, Adam, there seems to be, as new fans of the sport, whatever, we've been watching a lot, there seems to be two types of team principle. There's the guy who came over from the sporting media side, somebody who drove a car before and has kind of like a personality that, you know, can be a leader in a group. And then there's this other type who came up through the design um, portion of the company and is like a real nerdy figure out the car kind of guy. Like Bonotto, I think, is actually designed parts that are in the car. Um, and so they are very different when they're interviewed on TV or have a microphone in front of them. It is far less natural than, say, Christopher Horner or uh, Toto Wolf. Uh, would you agree?
1: Yes. It is, it, there's two wildly different approaches. However, pause <coughs> – I'm dying over
0: here. Well, um, something horrible has happened. The crunchy air has infiltrated his alveoli. He could die.
1: There is a there is a news outlet called RTE, which is an E with one of those. What's that doohickey thing?
0: I don't know. <laughs> you,
1: know <laughs> you know, you know the thing, right? The, the you know thing. what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's from another country. Of it. Yeah. It's RTE. Um It says that he has quit, citing a loss of confidence by Chairman John Elkin.
0: Wow. I called it. It, it, they were going to sack him. They gave him an opportunity to quit because it just looks nicer.
1: Yeah. Discussing the terms of his early departure announcement expected soon. Uh, there you go.
0: Yeah. I mean, they, I, won, they still
1: <clears throat> won four races in the, in this season. And and so. in
0: his defense, in his defense, the team improved uh, considerably in performance from the season prior. What ended up being the, the downfall of, of his. And I think of the team's, was that they just made a lot of <clears throat> high-profile mistakes <laughs> that ultimately uh, I think were str- more strategy mistakes than they were technical engineering mistakes, and when you're the team principal, that's kind of even if you weren't the the individual who said bring three wheels to the pit stop, <laughs> it still ends up falling on your. <laughs> on your feet if but, somebody brought three wheels to the pit stop
1: but but you are responsible for the person that did bring three wheels to the pit stop <laughs> which yeah. is
0: probably yeah. the not i mean of, of I, I have seen watching the rest of the season other teams make some fumbles with tires in the pits but ferrari famously there were only three tires ever really brought to the car for like 20 seconds it felt like in one pit stop somebody Dude, just felt
1: it felt longer for, than that
0: but somebody yeah. forgot about the fourth wheel it just was wild that just doesn't happen in motorsports
1: uh it was the du- it was the dutch grand prix if anybody wants to go look it up on YouTube, uh, 2022 Dutch Grand Prix Ferrari scrambled for tires.
0: <laughs> look that up on YouTube and just just the, the kind of baffled confusion of, of <laughs> everyone on the team as they realize someone's missing and they don't know why. It's just.
1: Oh, and that, somebody has made a TikTok titled two plus two equals three. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, yeah, so the story of Ferrari as a team is actually a story of of considerable improvement this year. But just they looked on form in the early part of the season as though they could easily dominate the year. It could be over before it started, partly because Red Bull had mechanical issues the first two, three races of the season. And then just uh, the three wheel pit stop. Lots of mistakes in releasing the car unsafely in the pit, and those are penalized by time, and then that takes you off the podium. I mean, just in, over the course of the season, you see the two Ferrari drivers, uh, Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz, uh, both really handsome, like just easy to look at guys, right? Looking so I mean, it's, emo it's a, and sad all the time.
1: Ferrari has an image to uphold, but man, they, w- they were not doing a great job. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So Mm -hmm. lots of sad emo, uh, Ferrari drivers this year, but, uh, yeah, that was the big news I saw today was it looks like Bonotto will, uh, be stepping down, uh, Adam St. Germain, we went to a race.
1: We did in fact go to a real live F1 car race.
0: (laughs) And Adam did, did, uh, the honors of flying down here to Austin, Texas, because we have, the Circuit of the Americas, United Coda. States Grand Prix at Coda. Coda.
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, yes. hey, fun, let's! I'm gonna I'm gonna jump right into a funny story. Yes, go. So Scott and I go to the F1 race. Fantastic time. We'll get back to that in a second. What's Total. crazy about this? Okay, if you're an F1, <clears throat> actually, if you're a sports fan in general, you know authentic merchandise of your favorite team. Is sold at a premium. I don't care if it's the Patriots, sure. Red Sox, Ferrari, whatever.
0: <clears throat> yeah.
1: So, I uh, me, I like hats. I'm into hats. I have a, I have a Sergio Perez uh, Red Bull hat. Uh, and I thought, oh, if I'm going to a Coda, I will get a hat as a souvenir. Seems like a good souvenir. I'm into it. Uh, so I thought in my mind, I will buy a hat at the at the event. They usually do special edition. Hats, like if they're in Tokyo or Austin or whatever, some of the teams will do special edition ones. Red Bull had a special edition Texas hat, USA hat. Uh, but for whatever reason, at the venue they mark them up like a hundred percent. The hats at the venue are one hundred dollars.
0: It, it was uh, not not we're like exaggerating. <clears throat> That's the price tag. One hundred dollars for a hat.
1: For a baseball hat, baseball cap.
0: Yeah, and some. I think I saw some maybe as low as eighty dollars.
1: Yeah, I think they had a range, eighty to eighty to one hundred and twenty. It's probably one hundred and twenty if you want that Mercedes.
0: So that but, is uh, such a fantastic markup.
1: It's insane. So here's the thing. So me, I'm like, well, shit. I, I don't, I don't want a hat that bad. Scott says he agrees. It's crazy, but there's Wi-Fi at the race course, so I was like, oh, I'll just go to F1 store and buy one. <laughs> yep. And I... I log into the F1 store. We're between practices. I log into the F1 store. I get a coupon, 30% off <laughs> for
2: the hat.
1: <laughs> I order the hat. I have to pay shipping because it's below a threshold. No big deal. But here's the kicker. So I do all this. I order it. I laugh. It costs like, I don't know, 40 bucks, which is still a lot for a hat. Don't get me wrong. But it's a third of the price that they're selling it for. I got an email last week, Scott, that says your hat has been delayed.
0: (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) They're punishing you.
1: They are. They are. They knew. They saw the order come in from Circuit of the Americas, and they're like, (laughs) fuck this guy. He gets the last hat.
0: (laughs) It says here he ordered from standing next to the merch table. Yeah. So, (laughs) yeah, I know. I'm a little oh. congested this morning. I'm sorry about that. I should cut that I out. I hear that. I hear that.
1: So uh, I'm so sipping on my coffee. Those, it's
0: fixing everything.
1: <laughs> for those that don't know, uh, because because we're so timely with our episodes, the race was back in October. <laughs> yes, it was. So this is well over 30 days ago. I still haven't received the hat. I've ordered other things from the F1 store and it comes very quickly. Usually their shipping is great. <laughs> they, uh,
0: they're really <laughs> getting you on this hat.
1: But I'm—I this is a conspiracy and I'm being penalized. penalized, penalized, penalized.
0: Well, so. something just happened in the recorder where you said penalized like four times really fast. It was wild.
1: I mean, you know, it's a skill that I, that I you remember. Actually, do you remember way back in the day? Micro Machines.
0: Yes. I do you remember the Micro you Machines. Remember man. the guy, you remember yeah. the,
1: the commercial? Yeah. The guy in the commercial.
0: <laughs> where I went to college, <laughs> the, the astute Rhode Island listener may recall where I went to a uh, college down uh, at the university of Rhode Island, down by the beach, there was a falafel place and there was a guy at the falafel place who uh, talked in exactly the same manner and speed as the micro machines guy, and that was his whole bit. Like when you went up to order your falafel, he like, "Do you want tomato? Do you want tomato? Do you want pickle? Do you want pickle? Do you want?" He <clears throat> talked so fast you could barely understand any of what he was saying, and and somehow the falafel was delicious. So I, I wasn't always sure I got on what what I wanted on it because he was talking so fast, but it was delicious.
1: I I gotta say I'm really I'm really happy that the whole uh shtick of like interweaving some kind of entertainment into your dining experience has really fallen by the wayside and <laughs> yeah. that's like it's no longer a popular thing because it was always just a pain in the ass
0: <laughs> yeah it's like i would right now i just want a falafel and your whole bit is not what i'm here for
1: <laughs> right right or like the what was that what was that uh, the johnny rockets where then they would just break out in
0: a song and yeah, just they could like, sing and dance
1: <clears throat> i just want to eat a hamburger. Like, leave me alone. Deal with <laughs> I'm, this I'm shit. I'm hungry.
0: A burger. So yeah, so we went to Coda. The the merch was unbelievable. Adam did try to beat the system by ordering the hat, standing directly next to the people buying the $100 hats, and being loud about it. He's like, "I'm on my phone buying a cheap hat." <laughs> <laughs> they got a coupon. They got a coupon. <clears throat> Thus far, that did not work out. We'll see. We'll, no, we'll, no, we'll find out in future episodes if you. If this works out, I was told I never, I didn't really do any research, but I overheard people talking about many of the popular teams' uh, merch sold out at the event. And there were merch stores every, you know, 100 yards around this miles long track. Uh, that's unbelievable how much uh, money must have been raised uh, or made just off of that wildly overpriced merch.
1: I mean, I don't know if I believe that. They were saying that on the
0: loudspeaker. They were like,
1: "Sergio Perez, make sure you get your Checo hat because the Checo stuff is sold it's selling out." And I'm just like, I think they're just talking that shit.
0: <laughs> Maybe it was like a planned scarcity situation. Yeah,
1: I think it's I think look, in the sales world, scarcity is your best friend. Yeah. Cuz it drives <laughs> demand, right? So like sure. if you can drum up scarcity or perceive scarcity, then you're going to sell more hats. I mean, I'm I'm sure they have plenty of those hats.
0: You would think so. I mean, we both had purchased Sergio hats before the race, sporting those at the track, sporting our boy. But uh, Sergio Checo Perez, for the listener, Red Bull driver, uh, wildly underrated, and we're that's going to circle back to a topic we'll come up to in a bit. But uh, but yeah, the, the merch situation was crazy. I will say though, and while we're talking about the outside of the track area, when you're walking around in the stores and and kind of the the fan experience land, I kind of felt like of i don't go to a lot of you know big you know especially since the pandemic i don't go to a lot of events like that where you have quite so many people like big stadium concerts and stuff like that aren't really my thing but i felt like the overall experience like uh being able to go use the bathroom there were, was never a problem being able to grab something to eat or drink was never a problem like the um uh, the ex- experience the way it was managed at coda was was really quite good um, and i've heard terrible things about some of the european races in that regard so i feel like um Dakota really uh was doing it right when we were there i think in terms of making the fan experience pleasant
1: yeah i have zero other than the fact that i was hot and my little soft uh vermont self was not prepared for the heat um although ironically i was not the one that got sunburned um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah your boy but yeah your boy forgot to put the lotion uh it puts the lotion on the skin but it didn't you know what i mean
1: Here, here's <laughs> so. People of the world, okay? If you want to go to CODA to see the F1 race, one, it's totally worthwhile. You should do it. It's a lot of fun. Two, take the shuttle.
0: Take the shuttle.
1: It's the best bet. It's easy. was comfortable. was on time. was very little uh, waiting. A little bit of walking, but totally worthwhile.
0: <clears throat> and some interesting people watching because people taking the shuttle – Uh, Felt very free to go for it when they were out at the track. (laughs) So
1: Yes, that is true. That is true. We encountered
0: a cast of characters. As far as the experience of watching the racing, uh, no matter how many times people tell you uh, it's going to be crowded on Sunday, when you're standing there on Friday and Saturday and it's not that bad, you're like, oh, maybe it's not going to be that bad.
1: Oh, remember, you were like, (laughs) I don't think we need to go early. Are we we falling into an internet trap? Are we, are we,
0: I thought we were getting punked because the track you so so fewer people go on Friday for the free practice sessions. I started feeling like that's just how the whole weekend was going to be. I was not correct about that. Sunday, that place turns, gets turns out. <laughs> <laughs> turns out, people. So we went show up. The race is
1: at two. I think it was two p.m. on Sunday, and we arrived at approximately eight thirty a.m. And in, doing so, and in doing so, I think the best move we made is we showed up early, we had enough time to walk and assess a couple different areas, make see where we wanted to sit, but we were able to find a spot that was in the shade all day.
0: All day shade.
1: Start to finish, which was key.
0: And some good views of the track, cars very close to where we were sitting. Like, very, very Super close. close. <laughs> yeah
1: super close but oh, they also did the, strongly race
0: driver parade we could see the expressions on the driver's face when they buy it. some of them didn't look too happy to be doing that driver parade it had to be hot i mean it's three miles in the back of that truck so like <clears throat> sun blazing you, you gotta think
1: three miles uh i mean how fast are they going 10 miles an hour
0: yeah not fast at all and the only people right? they're really cheering for is checo so then there's the frustration that they all feel that in, unless they're checo they oh man these people only really want to see checo <laughs> One uh, one of the
1: highlights of the track parade, though, was when they was when they drove around the VIPs in the flatbed truck and they got booed. (laughs) (laughs) It's the strangest thing. They
0: they go to the bougie uh, tents that you have to pay extra absorbent money or know somebody to get into. And for a fee or however it works, uh, maybe it was part of your ticket to the tent. I don't know. They'll put you in a flatbed truck and you do a lap of the course. Pretty cool. But then, so you're driving around. Everyone in the grandstands is just looking at you. And so these people, I guess, just felt like, I guess we're being viewed now. We should wave as if, like, there's something to see. And the, <laughs> the, the, the reaction of the people in the audience was not positive to that. We did not, not want not them positive. waving at us.
1: <laughs> they, also, of, of note, that was the only time of the weekend where I heard any booing or negative comments. Otherwise mm-hmm. – all the fans, super uh, chatty, super friendly, people joking around, like everybody's cheering for different teams. We sat with some Mercedes good, fans
0: but. at one point, even though we had our Red Bull gear on and they were super cool and chill. Like there was no, like, it really didn't feel like it wasn't F1 Twitter. You know, it was like people were super cool, but but everyone agreed that the rich people on the flatbed sucked. <laughs> we were, yeah. No one was
1: happy <laughs> about that. Everyone, everyone is in agreement about that. So that was uh, – that was that was funny for sure. That was pretty stellar. Yeah.
0: And the 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 pre race events, you know, they, they had uh, some old F1 cars, like 70s era F1 cars that were raced. Those were fun to to see. They're like smaller. They're still really fast. They sound a little different. It was just kind of interesting to see all that.
1: They're they're significantly smaller. They're a lot smaller. Uh, yeah, which is which is surprising. And we got to see Grandpa Andretti. Uh,
0: drive a car. <laughs> How old is he? We looked it up and I forgot already. 82. 82, and he was doing hot laps at Coda.
1: Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't like he was out there just like ooh, twiddling his thumbs. I mean, the dude was on it.
0: He yeah, was on I mean, it. he sent it through a few corners maybe too hard. He almost lost it at one point. For <laughs> t- sure. Turn he, 11. he definitely... He definitely smoked those tires <laughs> <laughs> so that no, was really no cool man i it. hope when i'm 80 i can i can be throwing uh, my energy around like that that was pretty cool
1: <laughs> so uh so scott i don't think i told you yet i i was talking about potentially going to vegas because next year 2023 there's a f1 race in vegas in november and so i thought oh as a hilton diamond member I could get a hotel room.
0: He's flexing on us.
1: That's right. That's right. I thought (laughs) I could get a hotel room that overlooked the strip so we could watch the race out the window and then watch it on TV and not have to deal with like actual tickets or anything like that.
0: Which is a good idea. So just before we get to however this pans out, it's a solid idea.
1: It's a good idea. It's a good idea. I tried to book it like two months ago, but they kindly told me that you have to wait until one year out from the date that you need to stay which is, okay, that's fine. I get it. Seems oh,
0: reasonable. Well, here we are. It's November.
1: Yeah, so on the day, on the very the very first day, the 16th, uh, I logged in. I went to go book it, and I found there's like three hotels that, that are on the Strip or have a view of the Strip, so I had a few options, and um, I was going to... I have plenty of Hilton points, and so <laughs> I was like, oh, I'll just do this all on points, piece of cake, and I'm scrolling through the rooms, and there... Uh, uh, a room depending on where you stay, a room will be anywhere from like 30,000 to 70,000 points per night. That's kind of the normal range, right?
0: (laughs) So So, what are we talking for this?
1: Well, I'm scrolling through and they're like, they're like 50,000 to a hundred thousand. And I was like, Oh, I was like that. Okay, cool. That's good. And then, um, (laughs) then I get down to the one where it says, uh, view strip of the, uh, view of the strip or strip view or whatever it says. And guess how much it was.
0: Well, I I have no, I mean, if we're talking in points, it's kind of disorienting, but I'm going to go with.
1: Well, I gave you the baseline, right? 50, I'm going go to go 100,000.
0: I'm going to go 10 times over baseline.
1: 500,000. <laughs> That's a lot. 500,000 points per night.
0: That's going to eat up the piggy bank a little bit. <laughs>
1: I still thought about it. I almost booked it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're like, I I got points. I mean I was like I was like I could I could do it. I could do it.
1: But I did not So
0: I'm glad anyway, because so, somehow that would have got me in trouble with someone. I don't know who, I don't know when, I don't know where, but I would somehow I would have been in trouble for that.
1: <laughs> for war sure, for sure. So anyway, I didn't book it. Uh, so we're not going to be able to just watch it on TV like everybody
0: else. I think that's the move. I think the I think my, my, and I, I don't know, I haven't been to the Miami race, but having watched it on TV, the Miami race looks kind of silly. The Vegas race is going to be... It just looks dumb. It, it just, looks dumb. I don't have an appeal to that. I think the one, the move to maybe try to make is Montreal. But
1: uh, yeah, So I was reading about that. In Montreal, you can generally get tickets for at face value, which is cool. Um, and apparently, from what I understand, Montreal, the city like totally comes alive, not that it's not normally busy, but totally comes alive that weekend and um, the entire city is into the race. Like they're That's all cool. about it. I
0: I think that so. could be really fun. Montreal is, I've only been when I was like a teenager. I think I went when I was 18 or something like that. So I haven't been back in a while, but I have a lot of friends who have gone and it's, it's a epic food city, which is cool yeah
1: Um, incredible food incredible indian food tremendous tremendous indian food up
0: there so there's just there's some other draws aside from the race as well so i don't know i'm eyeballing montreal maybe although just as a as an aside to show how far down the rabbit hole adam st germain has gone on this thing that i dragged him into i got a text from him one day when i'm at work and he's like very seriously i heard the best deal in F1 is hungry. We should go to the Hongara.
1: <laughs> hey, it's true. I, like the, I, I crunched, the I crunched conversion the conversion
0: to American is crazy. We could do we do so well. We got to go to Hungary. I was like, what?
1: <laughs> I, I mean, look, if I'm going to Montreal, I'm into, cause I can just drive there from my house. So that's easy. But, um, these other, these other events, like I was, I was doing, and I won't do it for 2023, but maybe in 24 or something, uh, the way to do it is: is you plan a trip to somewhere. You go to Hungary, you hit Budapest, you come home, you have a great trip, you watch the race, or you go to um, Silverton or, or or one of these other ones, and you just get a little couple days in a in a you know European city in there. So yeah, that's the way to do it.
0: I think having done the the race this year in Coda, since I live here, I would totally entertain doing all three days again. But as me and Adam discussed after the fact, <clears throat> you really only need Sunday because the Grand Prix, there's something about seeing it in person that is just so cool. And the whole experience is great. But like quali is almost just easier to watch on TV. It's kind of hard to watch quali in real time on the track, just the way it functions. And the free practices are just there. So like if you live in the city already, great. But like, if I'm if I'm traveling to Austin from not Austin, I'd probably take that Friday off, even if I paid value for that day, and just eat my way around the city and see stuff. You
1: know? Yeah, probably yeah. take that day. i I'd go, all the way I'd, off. See, I'd go to Quali again just so you can see different points. I think the way to do it is like you skip Friday, you do general admission for for Saturday, so you can see different points of the track. That's cool, and then but have a grandstand seat or some kind of seat seat on Sunday. Um, so that one, you don't have to get there six hours early. <laughs> and, <laughs> and two, you know, you've got to see uh, you're, you're going to be comfortable. You might be in the shade. You might not be, but you, you at least can plan a little bit better.
0: So. I'm kind of wondering. They have these events that I, I would like to do at some point <clears throat> um, this year. They, they have certain Tuesdays where CODA is open to ride your bike on. So it's bike night. It's not a race or anything. It's just anything. Kids bike, race bike ride ride the track any way you want seems like it'd be really fun but my my thought was i wonder if you you can get off the bike at certain points and investigate i wonder or if you have to strictly stay on the track because it would be interesting to get up in one of the grandstands and figure out which one really has the best view um of of the track because because that's a big part of spending money on a grandstand ticket for an f1 race is there are certain points where if you're high up in the grandstand you might be able to see a big chunk of the track which is premium versus have you heard of
1: have you heard of, you know, you heard of a, a website called seat geek or view from seat
0: you're gonna tell me this is like google earth but for seats at venues <laughs>
1: you better believe it
0: that's a great i how did oh, we should have thought of that first adam how it's all why it's are we all,
1: you know i didn't i i yeah it's uh it's all it's you know wiki powered right so it's user uploaded. I use it for Fenway when we get tickets there. So you log in, you punch in like where you're going to sit, what seat. And they don't always have your exact seat, but, but it'll, it'll get be really you to,
0: close. Yeah, it'll get you to the area yeah. around the seat. That's cool. in
1: Yes. And then you're like, oh, this is a good view. Or you're like, oh, I can't really see what I can't see the dugout or I can't see the whatever you're trying to see so you look for a different one it's awesome
0: that sounds very cool i haven't been to fenway since i was a kid but i've seen some pictures you've posted of you there with your family and stuff that is one of the coolest places to see a sporting event i think i don't even really i
1: don't even like baseball i just enjoy going to fenway
0: it's just a cool place (laughs) i also am not a huge baseball head but if you give me tickets to fenway i'm gonna go It's
1: it's 100 and i love when i go there uh I just kind of like turn the phone off for three hours and just and just watch uh, watch the baseball game. It's awesome. And I'm just like half heartedly paying attention. Although one time I had seats down close to the dugout and I had to pay strict attention because there was foul balls flying into that zone <laughs> like every every 10 minutes. It was crazy. I was like, oh, this is just dangerous.
0: There's <laughs> nothing worse than seeing somebody get clocked with one because they were not paying attention. Like I, it, it's just no Oof. good. I've seen it in real life in front of me. And, and it's not cool.
1: I gotta, I gotta say too. Like out of the last, uh, I think four games I went to. Three times somebody proposed.
0: Oh wow, that's becoming a thing. Like at Fenway, because like
1: yeah, yeah, up up on the big screen, like the whole deal. Yeah. That's the so that's
0: so Massachusetts to pull that move. So
1: Massachusetts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and it's funny too. Like every time I I look at the people, I mean they look very happy and excited. Like good, you know, good for them. But you look at them and you're like. Oh, these people definitely from Massachusetts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they're from like Lowell, or you you can yeah. almost kind of name what town off the turnpike they're from. New, new Bad Fit. You from New Bad Fit, <laughs> Yeah.
1: Better believe it. So. Adam
0: St. Germain, we're going to play a game now um, called, uh, can you guess, what are we going to call this segment? Back of the Pack. We're going to call this Back of the Pack, but it's not really Back of the Pack. This is an article that's rating the top 10 drivers according to this uh, planetf1.com. It's their top 10 drivers of the season. Um, but we are it's too easy to try and figure out who they uh, put on the podium of the top 10. So we're going to play a game called Back of the Pack and see how close you can get to naming any of the three people they ranked between 10th, 9th, and 8th. Oh, and tenth, there's ninth, at and least eighth? there's at least one real surprise in those three uh, that, of how they ranked.
1: <laughs> um, tenth, ninth, and eighth. Joe Guyu, Guy, what's his name there?
0: And remember, this is not the back of the pack. This is the top. Oh, I know 10. I, okay. he's
1: not. He shouldn't be in the back of the pack. <laughs>
0: okay, I just for the listener, we're not doing it because we'd be saying Latifi right now. We're not playing that game. it's no fun.
1: Oh come on, that's that's too easy. That's too easy. All right, all right. Let me get. Okay, let's see. Um. So,
0: 8, 9, 10? 8, 9, 10. Not in, you don't have to name him in order. I'm seeing if you can name...
1: Yeah, I'm going to say Joe or Zoe. How
0: do you say that? Zoe? Joe You, I think, or You Joe. He has some preference where you're supposed to say it in a certain order, but I can't remember. And apparently, neither can Brundle or any of the guys on Sky Sports. Yeah, get, yeah, 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 yeah. Apparently, he gets mad about it, but it's sorry, Joe. Um. Uh, all
1: right. I'm going to say Joe. I'm going to say Albin. And I'm going to say, um, I'm going to say, um, grandpa Alonzo.
0: Okay. Very interesting. So you scored zero points, but, um, zero points, (laughs) zero points. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh. now remember th- this is a weird game and this is because it's not how they're ranked i Let's, mean i
1: should have asked but i should ask what their ranking criteria is here i know it's not their their you know season ranking but i know still. but
0: but hold for a second because i'm going to pull open that as well just so we can cross-reference it i have um, i have that open oh, okay so in actual time you you did better than this article, I think, because this article made some audacious claims. And here's the first one. They gave the 10th slot in their best drivers of the season to Sebastian Vettel. Um, well, now, Sebastian okay. Vettel, great driver. Everyone loves Seb, especially this year. He's 12th overall in the rankings. So they made some decisions about how they felt that reflected his actual season and his driving. And they bumped him ahead of a few guys on the rankings. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I can get behind that. And I think that's fair because some of the people in front of him are Daniel Ricciardo. His season did not go well. It kind of ended flatter than his points reflect. And no, he, he should
1: he should, be, you know. he should be one spot above Latifi.
0: <laughs> and you could say the same about Batas in front of him because somehow Batas scored some points earlier this season, but he's looked like not good for like pretty much – the, the whole second half of the season.
1: I think somebody bet him. They said, they said, uh, Botas, I'm going to pay you a million dollars. If you can drive the second half of the season with one hand only. <laughs> and, he's, and he's like, he's like, I got this.
0: <laughs> they told him because he's got a handlebar mushroom mustache going on right now. I think they, they told him you get one hand and one handlebar. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> now I will say this, just cause we, we, we touched on the topic of Botas Botas drives for the Alfa Romeo team and I, me and Adam agreed. I don't know if he still agrees, but when we we're at the venue looking at the shiny cars under the sunlight, the best looking F one team car by design and paint and everything, I think is the Alfa Romeo car.
1: Oh, ha- hands down, class of its own. No, it's class of its own.
0: Problematically slow, but it is a great looking car.
1: <laughs> it is slow. It is slow as shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they gave ninth place in this top ten to Esteban Ocon. Um, he's in the, didn't 80th... I say Ocon? I didn't hear you say Ocon. Did you? I, I thought, I... wait a second. I don't think you said Ocon. You said Alonzo and Alonzo is That's 10th it. in the overall driver standings, but they didn't no, play. I, I said,
1: I said, Alonzo, Ocon and Joe.
0: Hmm. I'm going to give it to you, but the, 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 the dutiful listener will be able to tell if you actually said that or not. Well, we can event. hear it back. I'm yeah. pretty
1: sure. Sh- pr- Maybe you did. Maybe oh, you did. I'm... Oh, did I say Albin?
0: I think no. Did you say Ocon? And I maybe thought you said Alban. Who knows? Ooh, I don't know now. Now I'm not sure. Esteban Ocon. What do you think of that guy? While we're on this, uh, he he is he's kind of a divisive character within within I the paddock. T- I think the he's, pack, like, I he's like
1: he's like he's like a wet blanket driver. He's just like. <laughs>
0: He, he has a track record of kind of rubbing elbows with his own teammate a little more than his, his standard also, which is,
1: I think, I think he's shittier off the track and in person than on, like on the track. He doesn't seem to do anything. He drives a car, doesn't cause any crashes. Doesn't really seem to screw up. Doesn't do anything exciting either, but Just... off the track, he, he's like, he's like picking fights left and right. Like I don't know what the fuck he's doing?
0: <laughs> yeah. He's, he's an odd guy. So he finished in ninth there. Kind of, I would agree with Adam. When you're watching the races, he just kind of is one of those guys where you'll have to watch him battle with somebody for ninth for like two laps on the Sky Sports coverage. And the whole time you're like, can we just look at something else that's happening? I don't care. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, Ugh. Now this one we'll, we'll get to because it's, it's a controversial one, maybe. In eighth place, even though he's fifth in the driver's points, this article claims eighth best driver of the season, Carlos Sainz.
1: Oh, bullshit. Eighth for Carlos. <laughs>
0: what? This is the, their rationale listed. Controversially low? question mark. Very possibly, especially in a season when Sainz gained his maiden Grand Prix victory in two poles. But overall, he lacked the consistency that other drivers in the big three teams had on and on and on. So basically, they said even that he was, he was in an exceptionally fast car, but he wasn't consistently good in it. So they downgraded him. I don't feel like that's fair.
1: How can you downgrade somebody who won a race?
0: (laughs) Won a race and put his car on pole against the best pole driver this year? You know, to get pole in a Ferrari over Leclerc is not easy to do. (laughs) That's bullshit. That is bullshit. (laughs) So I thought that would get a reaction out of you.
1: Well, who'd who'd they put fifth?
0: Fifth? Oh, you're not going to like this one either. I don't like this one either, but for fifth point, uh, fifth place in this particular Planet F1 ranking, they gave Lando fifth... Norris. Nope. Although I was surprised. They gave it to Sergio Perez. Fifth for Sergio! Fifth for Sergio despite him being the third place driver in the championship and only having lost out second by like two points.
1: I don't even know if it was two points. I think it was one Might point. Might have been one but, point. Uh, He also won a race.
0: Also won two two races, races. two races,
1: two races. Yeah. Yeah. Um, these guys suck.
0: Yeah. Sergio. And I think in, I'm going to take a hot take here that people may or may not like, but in the, in the standard, uh, F1 media that I've read online and in, in several of the podcasts that, that I have listened to, because I do listen to some F1 podcasts now it's gotten that bad. Um, (laughs) There's a, there is a, like, I think, and maybe it's a European bias thing. I don't know what it is, but there is this overall downgrading of Sergio Perez as a driver. He never gets quite the credit that would match the performance that he's put in. And I don't know, like, at one point during the season, he said in an after race interview, I don't know, like, if they just don't like Mexicans, <laughs> you know, which people didn't seem to like that he said that. But you kind of have to wonder. He's the only Mexican driver, it's a European predominant group of individuals. And, and he constantly gets assessed as less of a driver than Lando Norris. He's talked about as not as good as Lando. He's outperformed Lando by a gigantic margin.
1: Well, I did hear an argument about that. Uh, was that the uh, Was that the late breaking podcast where they did the most overrated and underrated drivers? That was a good episode, by the way.
0: Yes, probably um, was. And they always say Lando is is wildly underrated, and I don't know that I believe I, it.
1: I think that they're just biased to the UK.
0: yeah, it's he's a UK guy. they, they want Lando to be good so bad. And yet – I think I think Lando is
1: good and, and I would say he is he is a little bit underrated. I think that's fair. I think he's in the shadow of um, Ricardo just by like personality. Sure uh, which is which is fine, but I, there's not a chance in hell that he's a better driver than Checo. I
0: don't There's I just no I don't see it because and if you look back historically Checo's the guy who even when he was in a bad car would get podiums sometimes and even maybe a win because he can drive he just can drive the car and I'm not saying Lando can't he's a talented like young guy he finishes in the top 10 in the points almost you know always but he's the perennial 7th place and I don't think champions come from being perennially in the 7th position like week after, yeah. Year, I mean, we'll,
1: year after year, we'll we'll see. I mean, I think this year will be like the 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 right. telltale year, right? Like they'll have the they're two years into the new car, they've got some more development time. Like, can they make the car better? The car is better. Does he close the gap, or does he just stay in seventh place?
0: Yeah, we'll so see. I
1: think he's really like I I think he's the kind of guy that that should be battling for podiums if the car was a little bit better.
0: Yeah, so, he, that you can't put on him. So, I mean, there's there's the George Russell effect, you could call it, of, you know, with George Russell, you took him out of the Williams, you put him in the Mercedes, and the proof was in the pudding. The guy was good enough to really race in that front of the pack position. He just hadn't had the car. So whether or not that turns out to be the case for Lando remains to be seen, but I do feel like his profile sometimes within the F1 nerd media seems to be uh, as though he's he's done more than he has he's not won a race at any point yet no no that's so, and perez that's has crazy. proven he can win races in uh, a variety of situations
1: yeah i mean and the dude had a bunch of podiums yeah so
0: in in mediocre cars. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. I believe Lando's had a podium at some point in his career. I think he snuck on six, to third. Six somewhere.
1: podiums, actually. Yeah.
0: Okay. That's not bad.
1: And his highest finish was second.
0: And that was in a race. I, I, I'm not nerdy enough to know, but there was a race. He was in contention for the win. And I believe there was a strategy error. And that was the one where he ended up in second, and I think it was against Lewis, but I would I can't recall more than that. But that was he, he had one race where it was sort of like maybe a should have been win, but what do those count for, right?
1: <laughs> mm, mm. I mean, yeah. All right. Compared to uh, Checo, twenty six podiums.
0: Yeah. I mean, just saying, just saying, do the math before like he gets downgraded all the time, but do the math.
1: Uh, Yeah. I don't don't understand that. 236. Actually, let's do this real quick. Remember this number. 26, 26,
0: 26, 11.
1: Remember, remember 11, 11,
0: remember 11, never forget
1: 11, 11. You got that?
0: I still got it. It's a compelling audio segment right now. Hey, hang on. We got hang this. On. I'm going to take a sip of my okay, Waterloo you grapefruit you sparkling water. Podium, oh, now he's yelling. Okay. Podium,
1: podium percentage, okay? Based oh. on Grand Prix's entered. Okay. Regardless of what car, that's the arch of the entire career. Checo's podium percentage is 11-something percent. Lando Norris's podium percentage is... Seven
0: is 7.3%. Everything with this guy is seventh (laughs)
1: or seven.
0: I'm saying he finished seventh in the driver's standings this year too. And joke. I think maybe he's embraced the joke of this a little bit because I did see somewhere that he talked about changing the number of his car to number seven.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's right. Although I did read that you, you are not allowed to change the number of your car until You become until and or if you become world champion. That's the only time you can change your number.
0: Oh wow, I didn't know that. So so he's gonna have to pull something off if he wants to change that number.
1: Yeah. So he's. Well, I don't know what number he is, but whatever number he is, that's his number for.
0: Yeah, because I know Max changed his number to number one when he (laughs) when he won that last year because they he had the privilege to do that. Right. 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 Yep. 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 So. All right. All right. <laughs> well, let's 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 skip ahead and I'll tell you the top 3 in this countdown and we'll just kind of take a quick hits on that. Number 1, there's no conversation Max Verstappen. Number 2, Charles Leclerc, also finished second in the drivers' champion and for number 3, they went with George Russell over Lewis Hamilton in fourth. So they put the Mercedes drivers in 3 4 pretty big snub to both the second driver at Red Bull and Ferrari.
1: Um
0: how, how do you, do you put feel George about that over, top over
1: Lewis? I'd put George over Lewis. I think one and two is fine. I think three is bullshit.
0: You think Russell Frankly. at three is bullshit. Yeah. I, I don't know you, how I, you put, I, you got to put Sergio there. I don't, I don't see an argument for how you put the two Mercedes drivers over Perez as if they were driving great all year. Cause they really were not.
1: Yeah. I think that's where i mean, and, and you know, Russell had a good year for sure. But, um, but, uh,
0: he was super consistent. I think the way that they, they would make that argument, I haven't read the text of their argument, but I think that the the narrative you would go with there is he just really, unless his car failed, didn't finish outside of fifth very often. Um very
1: well his consistent. his podium percentage was ten point nine percent. So it's worse than check it's worse than Checo's. Yep. And he only won a single race.
0: Yeah. Checo and it won took more. him the
1: entire season to do it.
0: And it might have been kind of a fluke scenario also. <laughs> you know. A little bit. I mean,
1: yeah, you know, that's, that's racing, right? Like you got to deal with whatever. Yeah, you can't, I mean, that's
0: Perez and Monaco. I mean, a win is a win. Like he, he got to the right position. It's really hard to pass. His tires were going off and he managed to stick it in front of whoever was behind him. I don't remember at the moment. And uh, that's how, (coughs) that's how you win races. You get to the right spot. I'd
1: put, I'd put George over Lewis. I think that's fair. I think Lewis, Lewis was off his game and, um, which is, you know, fine and uh but I, I don't know how you put those guys ahead of checo i mean that seems crazy
0: it does i don't i but. can't agree with that even though we're checo fans it's still like come on the the data does not um support what they're saying period yeah that's <laughs>
1: some bs that's some bs
0: and then All of course right, the first place pick max for stopping not even really anything interesting to talk about there just most wins ever in a season just, Ever. just destroyed. Once they got the car reliability figured out on like race three or four, it was just off to the races. It's like nobody saw him again. He was so far ahead.
1: He was just nuking people. So
0: so that's that's uh, something.
1: We'll we'll see. I think the gap's going to close a bit for next year. I think it'll be more competitive, which will be fun.
0: It would it would be great for the spectating, especially with extra races. The see I mean, this season kind of by the end of the year felt kind of long. I think for people watching regularly and uh there's two more races or maybe one because i think one of them is going to be canceled but there, there's extra races next year so it's going to be interesting if if yeah, somebody are they
1: going to end up with like one extra i think or one, one additional one
0: extra and then i'm trying to remember they added one somewhere where uh they added one back in china but there's it's already been canceled because of uh, covid um restrictions i believe
1: oh i see i see i see
0: the no mm. no covid policy or whatever they call the the zero covid policy yeah, so yeah, that yeah. race may come back onto the calendar in like two years we'll see you know mm. Mm. crazy world mm. out there adam saint germain
1: uh yep i would agree i would agree so hey before we I have a question yes sir we're, we're, take a, we're gonna take a hard left here to the holidays the holidays
0: oh yeah we just we just had one we're recording this on the sunday after Thanksgiving.
1: Yep, 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 yep. Uh, It's a 24 race calendar for 2023 originally. Yeah. Record-breaking 24 races.
0: I think they'll only be 23, though. but we'll see. Uh,
1: Yeah. uh, Bahrain, Saudi Arabia, Australia, China, which has been canceled. Uh, Azerbaijan, Miami. Uh,
0: Romagna? What the fuck is that? is that a place that's the imola? name of the track it's imola maybe
1: oh yeah, yeah i'm sorry here we go uh monaco barcelona montreal austria uk budapest spa netherlands monza <laughs> singapore japan
0: man i wouldn't mind tar. going to that monaco race <laughs> but you can't I think get it's in funny. there you can't get in there but you, if i knew somebody with a boat parked in that marina man i'm i'm there Ah, you
1: know, I don't know. One of the articles I read it said that the Monaco race was one of the most accessible races.
0: I I wonder how true that is. I mean, I, there's there's literally people with apartments on the course. That, like, you know, like there's there's ways you could see it probably without really paying anybody. Yeah, but I think anybody, maybe you
1: just like but- you just like you know you just get in this you get to the street and
0: climb up on a fence or something i don't know yeah maybe it just rains though uh, like this past year and then you got to stand in the rain for three hours that would that part i we almost we have threat of that in austin of rain right
1: right Glad that, right, that, that right. did not play out mexico Brazil i think it's funny that the that the austin race is the usa grand prix It's not the Texas Grand Prix. It's the USA Grand Prix. And then the Miami one is the Miami Grand Prix. And Vegas is, of course, the Las Vegas Grand Prix.
0: Yeah, well, you know, it goes back to the first 10 years of – or well, not 10. The first nine years at CODA, it was the only race in the United States. And so it was the United States Grand Prix. And I think they just decided to stick with that even with other races coming onto the calendar. Maybe we'll have to rename it at some point. It's just funny. That's all.
1: But um, I think it's also
0: like we were here first, so maybe they'll just stick with the name since they got there first. All but, right, all right. By all a right. pretty big margin, man. We built that track when when they were when way before Drive to Survive. <laughs> People were not as into it as it was a bit of a speculation that turned out to be. A yeah, good, but they used. To, I mean, they used to have. They used to have F1 races in the U.S. in the 70s and 80s. It's been around. Yeah, they knew. No, okay, okay. Okay. <clears throat> all right. Listen to me. Well, holidays. Look, they're, holidays, not gonna holidays. Do, they're not going to do one in Vermont. So just calm down. The cows would go we got, crazy. The cows would go we crazy. Got <laughs> we got space.
1: We got space. That's all I'm saying. We got, we got nothing but space.
0: Can you imagine uh, if they just put part of the track over App Gap? <laughs> the cars all break on the way up.
1: Oh, my God. Be really hard on the brakes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Trying to go down the other side.
1: Very, I will say, actually, you know, like car racing, uh, every year they do the Mount Washington auto uh, hill climb.
2: Yeah, right. And, That's uh, true.
1: And uh, I've never gone. I'd like to go see it one day and watch it. But um, I was at Burke Mountain a couple of years ago and I could hear the most insane engine noise in the woods. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and then I realized I realized later that uh, the Red Bull slash Subaru slash Travis Pastrana team was there training And so they're driving laps on the Burke toll road to practice for Mount Washington. Dang. And um, because little known fact that the Subaru Red Bull rally car team is based out of Vermont in this very nondescript little building in the north. And uh, (laughs) gotta
0: keep that low key. You don't want people coming around.
1: But you should, you should, if you haven't watched it, it's worth, Uh, it's worth watching the point of view video of Travis Pastrana uh, driving up Mount Washington. I think he broke the record again this year and it is crazy.
0: I'll have to look that up. That sounds like that would be fun to watch.
1: Oh, it's intense. It's so intense. Um, Anyway, we're going to close this about the holidays. And I'm curious, one, are you, are you all celebrating Christmas?
0: Oh, for sure. It is my birthday as well. So there's that.
1: Well, sure, sure, sure. And, uh, and, and two, what, what are, what are the kiddos top three Christmas list items? If he, if he has them.
0: Oh, I got to look, I got to look because he, grandpa, uh, was in town the last couple of days. And one of the things grandpa and, uh, Ollie did together was they wrote a letter to Santa and I was listening and overhearing, but actually working on something else at the time. And um, I will say, very carefully, they're not up here. They can't hear this. I'm going to whisper even though we're on a podcast. Um, One of the items was a PlayStation, and he is going to get one of those. So that's a thing. Oh, baller. Um, But there were a couple other items uh, that I have to investigate because the letter is somewhere upstairs here (laughs) just to see what else, how we're doing. Because it's gotten more complicated. I don't know how it is uh, for your little one, but the interests have kind of diverged a bit this year, whereas... We had very monolithic interests the last couple times around. Like it was all Star Wars last year, and I feel like it's much more diverse the things we're interested in this year, which makes it a little harder.
1: Um, I think that's probably yeah. I think that's pretty accurate. One of the big things that keeps coming up is a metal detector.
0: That's cool.
1: I don't know where that came from, but I was like, all right, cool. That's I mean,
0: sounds good. (laughs) I I get like it's kind of fun to go look for you know little treasures
1: yeah i mean it sounds awesome so i'm into it
0: is that a thing everywhere i I feel like when i was growing up i would see people with metal detectors at the beach and stuff i'd be like what's wrong with that
1: it's really popular at the beach yeah and i think people people find like some legit stuff at the beach so yeah um (laughs) that's cool there you go there you go what are you guys are you guys
0: staying in vermont family there around
1: yeah we're staying here my brother-in-law is going to come up with uh with my nephew and ever and and his wife and everything so we'll be up here uh chilling and then i'll go down we'll go down to new jersey to see my brother and stuff probably in january jersey joycey oh the water there, the
0: pizza the bread it's beautiful tell you about joycey
1: it's amazing um so precise well listen listen i got i got bacon to go make
0: (laughs) you're shaking and bacon i I think we covered it i think we covered we did an f1 recap season sort of recap from our limited you know sort of viewpoint we went to a race that was fun talked about some of the top drivers do you want to say goodbye to latifi Latifi at the end here (laughs) he gave us so much to nicholas latifi he gave us so much hey I'm on. I'm look.
1: I'm strong on Team Latifi. Okay, strong. That dude. I gotta say, all jokes aside, it it takes a certain uh, it takes a certain <laughs> mental aptitude to continue showing up every fucking week to yeah. know that you're just gonna get laughed.
0: And, you like, know, Ed, say what you want about the guy. There are some comical things that happened with him this year. Like when he took the access road a few weeks ago, that was amazing. But uh, <laughs> he literally turned off the course during a session. But uh, he is always very pleasant in his demeanor in interviews and stuff. It's just like, I mean, he really, he took it, he took it with a sense of um, uh, dignity. I think so. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think he could have, he could have like lashed out. He could have been aggressive. You know, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of like Latif. He's terrible. He's a terrible race car driver. Like, but
0: he's but just he not seems, it. he just seems like a nice guy. And he's got that son of a billionaire thing, which makes you kind of want to be, be predisposed to dislike him, but he just comes across as like a decent guy. So, you know, we'll miss him in yeah, the F1. I, His driving was not superior, but he brought a certain je ne sais quoi to the, to the races. It's
1: true. It's true. You know, maybe he'll show up in Indy or something. You know, it could be an Indie card driver. Who knows? Um, Who knows,
0: man? But I cut you off at the end here. You wanted to close on a thought.
1: I had a closing question for you. Okay. Would you get a tattoo of something your child drew?
0: Yes. It's it would be dependent on the drawing and the significance, but I would Well, of
1: course it would depend on the drawing. But maybe yeah, like you know, yeah, you draw course. something, you see it, you're like, This is awesome. And then you're like, I'm gonna get a tattoo of it.
0: Yeah, totally is that something you're considering or you're just, it's just a hypothetical.
1: The thought, no, the thought came into my head unprompted the other day. Edie drew this sheep, like a oh. little sheep. And I was like, Oh, I'm going to get this as a tattoo. I don't know why I thought, that. I don't even know where that came from. That's a great idea. <laughs> actually.
0: I think it commemorates like a, a, a point in development for the child. It's so, so something that came straight out of their creativity. I think it's a great idea.
1: Yeah. And then, and then I had, the, and then I was like, Oh, you know, people always make that comment of like, uh, for clarity okay listeners Scott and myself have a number of tattoos so all, all in but uh,
0: we're very uh, tough we're intimidating folks
1: <laughs> very intimidating but I was thinking you know people are like oh you should only you should only um, you should only get tattoos that are important or significant but, or or you know that you're going to want forever but I, I changed I pinpointed my feeling on tattoos and I think they are for lack of a better word a scrapbook that you wear and each one is like a stamp in time totally and yeah. it's and, it, and it's like a memory of that time and you're like oh yeah that's that thing good good idea or bad idea
0: <laughs> yeah it's like a time capsule uh that's you know yeah it's it's an outward time capsule <laughs> so, so i think
1: yeah, so yeah i thought go.
0: about uh, we we talked and joked about uh and i think we're or not 100% joking but we talked about getting like some type of tattoo like commemorative uh, tattoo of getting to hang out again in austin uh, when you came for the f1 and um turns I, out we
1: had no additional time beyond going to and from the race like we so, there really was time. no time we, we like
0: <laughs> made the most of our experience with the race and hanging out with each other but there was no time for that but it's it's not i'm not to say that it wouldn't happen the next time we get to hang out so we'll have to for sure keep cooking sure. the ideas for that but uh yeah man i want to get you to that bacon i think we did it um you, you got to say we the sign-off, though.
1: <laughs> uh well, first sign-off. Take that, Matt Newell.
0: Yeah. Okay. yeah. Newell. The commissioner uh-huh. of the podcast, uh, I think, had, had, uh, what did he say? He like, declared the podcast dead at some point a month he or declared, so ago. He
1: declared it dead. Yeah, he declared it dead, which I, I, was, I was unaccepting of. Fake news. Fake news.
0: Yeah, he needs to do. Um, wh- wh- what's his punishment on the rower? How many k should he do for eating shit hearing this episode come out?
1: I think it's an extra
0: 5K. 5K on the rower, and you better send yeah. it.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, All right. And with that, friends, this podcast has ended. Let us go in
0: peace. That's right. Thank you, Adam. We did it. F1 edition. Right. Let's see if C I can F. edit this shit. Okay. Bye. Plan F. Plan F. Plan, Plan F. The Plan F1 podcast potential name (laughs) let's see let's see the only f1 podcast to start in the off season
1: (laughs) hey you gotta start somewhere hey you know what it's it's uh we're just doing the pre pre pre-season development that's all
0: it allows us to keep the podcast basically the same where we meander on about whatever (laughs) yes there isn't a season to follow yet
1: hey i'm I'm telling you right now this podcast 2023 this podcast is going to be the most aerodynamic podcast on the grid that's right.
0: <laughs> We're not going to disturb so. the air around us hardly at all.
1: <laughs> no, not even, not, not a, bit, not a bit. All right.
0: All right, man. Have a great day. Get to that bacon. Yeah. See ya. Bye.